This episode is brought to you by Outdoor Class. Outdoor Class is an online video platform geared towards making you a better hunter. Watch instructional videos taught by hunting experts like Remy Warren, Randy Newberg, and Corey Jacobson. After the hunt, learn how to prepare your harvest from world-class wild game chefs like Hank Shaw and Jamie Tagan. Whether it's your first year hunting or you grew up doing it, Outdoor Class will take your skills up a notch. Use code EMPIRE20 at checkout to save 20% off. Visit OutdoorClass.com to learn more. What is up? Welcome to another episode of the O2 podcast. I am, man, I'm flying solo. I feel like I feel like the kid back in high school when your parents go on vacation and they're like, don't do anything dumb. And you're like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no I won't do anything dumb. And if you're like me, I literally caught the entire backyard on fire. That's what I feel like tonight because my partner in crime, Andrew Montz, uh, dude, is about as far away from Ohio as you could get. Salt Lake City, Utah at a, at a convention for work and i'll tell you what he made the mistake of giving me the keys to the ferrari just kidding it's not a ferrari it's beat down jalopy which is the o2 podcast instagram and i've been having a lot of fun with it so far so check it out check that out the.o2 podcast also find us on go wild i don't have access to that yet uh brother months so Let's go, man. Let's go. So Muntz and I just got back from uh, from ATA. We went out to Indianapolis, took a road trip. Uh, we also took a little little side detour uh, over to uh, to St. Louis and, uh, and 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 saw our buddy out there, Cameron uh, from Midwest Gunworks. Man, I'll tell you what, what a freaking place! I took a ton of video out there. We're going to put some stuff up. We did an awesome interview uh, with Cameron from Midwest Gunworks. Great guy, great organization tons of stuff i can't tell you how impressive that place was in that operation the gunsmiths at that place elite absolutely elite the woodworking they had this they had this wall of shame i took some videos i'll put it up but if you listen to it check the instagram to go wide might be able to find it um it was uh shotgun barrels that most of them were from waterfowl hunters so so waterfowl hunters listen up quit putting your barrels in the mud and shooting it so it's the wall of shame it was barrels that had like split apart. It was absolutely, absolutely crazy. So uh, pretty, pretty neat seeing that. So thanks. Thanks to those guys out there. Midwestgunworks.com. Thanks for having us, cameraman. Really appreciate you. Get on the website, parts finder. Uh, use the code Ohio Outdoors 5. Save yourself 5% on your on any order uh, that you put in. They got a ton of stuff out there. Uh, man, just a, a great group of people. So look forward to that episode. Talk, we talk building guns. We talk shooting guns. Good time. Real good time. So thanks to our guys at Go Wild. Uh, time to go wild.com. Uh, let's see. Mid-December, they flew me out. I'm wearing the shirt. Mountain Tough right now. They flew me and Braden Ware out to um, to Bozeman. Met with Dustin and Sarah and Jimmy and Weston. Uh, and and we did. We came up with the Mountain Tough and, and Go Wild. Came up with the, the Go Wild Challenge. If you've been watching the socials, you've been you've been following along and go wild. This is an awesome thing. This is this is a fitness challenge designed to get you in shape for the turkey woods. Turkey season's coming at us, coming at us quick. Check out the podcast. I'm not going to talk too much about it here, but check out the podcast that that uh, Braden and I did with Dustin. I really talk about the things that I've gone through with my weight and my physical fitness and how it really. And I, you guys are 
going to believe this, but it all kind of revolved around turkey hunting. So, so check that podcast out. You really, uh, you're really going to enjoy it. It was, it was really well done. Um, one of the, one of the best parts about the ATA show for me is one people get to see the people. So I do this podcast. That's why I have the job that I have. I love meeting people. I love talking to people. And some of the best people that I've met this year are the guys from half rack and the gals guys and gals from half rack unbelievable people out there uh half rack dash or half dash rack.com i love their saying on their website when you first put it in find gear fond memories uh just a ton of accessories seats gaiters tape vests all sorts of stuff and they got a product that they came out with they released at the ata show i'm not going to talk about it here because our main guest cameron stover from huntinggearsdeals.com he talks about it we talk about it there really neat products coming live it's launching uh this june or july they said uh looking forward to that so check them out half-rack.com another cool they've introduced us some to some people and uh, and these guys aren't sponsors of the show, but they're just, they're just, man, they're running something really neat. They got a really neat program going on. Uh, it's shedseason.com. It's a community for all antler lovers uh, to share your set, your, your shed stories. Dude, they got a ton of giveaways going on. They got some dang cool gear for sale. Awesome shirts, really neat. And it's just a, it's a community that revolves around shed hunting. So it's pretty neat. I've really enjoyed that the last couple of years. And uh, in, in the video here, you can see a couple of, a couple of sheds that I got back there, uh, which is really neat. And it's a good way to get kids into the outdoors. I'm going to take my daughters out, the Purple Coat Mafia. They're going to go out again uh, for their for their second year shed hunting. And uh, Mrs. Campbell asked to tag along, so we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. But <coughs> excuse me, I'll tell you what this this solo podcast stuff. I know these guys do it. I talk more right now than I do most episodes. I feel like maybe that's not true. You guys tell me, but uh, so let's, let's dive in. Let's dive into some news. Months gave me all sorts of emails, really interesting stuff coming through, coming out of the state of Ohio. We're going to, we're going to jump into uh, this is coming from Ohio outdoor news. So outdoor news.com. Uh, you can find all these in the, under the Ohio section, really great publication. These guys have been around since I think that look at this website, 1967, Subscribe to it if you like the if you like the newspaper. It'll come to your house. It's just a couple of bucks a month. It's really not uh, not a big stress, but they got a lot of really cool stories in there. So, so this is a, this is a neat story out of Dayton, Ohio. So two two new chapters uh, of so it's a it's a dual chapter: pheasants forever and quail forever. So that's the first dual chapter uh, in the state of Ohio, I believe. So really neat things going on out there in Dayton. If you want more information, you can email uh, David Durbin D. Durbin, D-U-R-B-I-N 11 at yahoo.com. You can read that article, check out what they got going on. <clears throat> it's another really neat story. And uh, I love, I love seeing this one. This is, this is a, this is a great one. North Ridgeville high school. The trap team was honored at the state house. They got 70 members from this high school on the shooting team. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. So two of the um, top performers, junior Lillian West was the ski champion congratulations miss west and then the trap champion senior vanessa donato congratulations miss donato uh, to both of you great job hope uh futures are bright for 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 those two young ladies and, and really i'm telling you any kid that gets into something like that uh in, in high school you play sports shooting sports football wrestling the stick and what do they call them stick and ball sports whatever i don't know at, being an athlete in high school that's a good thing man if uh if you're if you're a parent of a kid you definitely um 
know what I'm talking about. So congratulations to those kids, North Ridgeville High School. Now, so I've I've um this is from from the ODNR, and I I feel like I should know how to pronounce this. And Andrew's gonna just climb all over me about this. But so there is a pest. And if you're if you're paying attention, uh, you're an outdoorsman. We've had a lot of bugs getting into this country uh, from overseas, just wrecking, wrecking our native tree species. Um, emerald ash borer is probably the most prevalent that everyone's heard about at this point. Uh, Asian longhorn beetle, and there's a bunch of other little critters out here. The spotted lanternfly is the really the newest one uh, that we're dealing with in the state. But so so he, here's one the. ODNR encourages Ohioans to report hemlock, woolly, algid. I don't know. A D E L G I D. And I was going to YouTube it so I didn't sound like a dumbass, but you know what? No, I'm not going to do it. Months, how do I say that? Let me know. Correct me next episode, Andrew. Uh, <clears throat> so this is uh, it's an invasive pest. Uh, it's, it's it's attacking Ohio's forests. Obviously, it's uh, it's hitting those eastern hemlock trees, uh, which are are just beautiful, beautiful evergreens here in the state of Ohio. Uh, been found in twenty counties uh, throughout the state. So really want to want to keep an eye out for those. You can get on the ODNR website; they have pictures um, of what that little little dude looks like. Uh, but if you see it, do do report it. Uh, you can you can email there's a plant pest reporter tool on the website that you can use you can call them you can email them uh plantpest.agri.ohio.gov so uh be be on the lookout for that guy uh muzzleloader hunters here we go so we got uh let's see january 11th here hunters ohio hunters harvest 13,000 617 deer in January muzzleloader season. That's pretty. That's pretty impressive for uh, for an early January hunt. End of the year. So let's let's see. And I swear to God, I haven't looked at it yet. Because Shockton County, you better not be first. We're gonna look. We're gonna dive into that. All right, deer hunting. So eight, all 88 counties killed deer during muzzleloader season. Good for you guys. Okay, here we go. Top 10. Now you Shockton boys, you've been killing everything in the in freaking county. Since the beginning, the opening day archery season. Oh, here we go. The top 10 counties for harvest were Coshocton, number one, 518. Damn it. You guys, man. Killers. Muskegon County, 468. Tuscarora's, 452. Knox County, 397. And uh, my home county, 390. I did not participate uh, in that muzzle loader season. That's normally one of my favorites. Uh, um, Favorite hunts, but didn't uh, did he get a chance to do it? So twenty three percent of the deer taken, which is three thousand one hundred fifty four, were antler deer. Uh, Eight thousand four hundred twenty one does. Uh, the rest were button bucks. So uh, and bucks that shed their antlers, antlerless ranches, kind of five hundred ten deer. So pretty cool there. So I've actually seen I've seen like three or four deer that are that are dropping shed. So that's um. I mean, I don't know if that's early, but I've seen I've seen half rack deer. Uh, you know, the last couple of couple actually the last like two weeks, I've seen some deer with only uh, one set of the headgear. So good, uh, good for those guys. So let's see what else. What else do we have here in this uh, the pile of news from from months, man? These are these are good. Lots of loader season. I knew you guys because Shocking County. I knew you guys were gonna be number one. Licking County. We gotta do better. Uh, so this is an important one. We've we've talked about this a lot on the on the on the show <clears throat> i've gone to 
I've gone to a couple of wildlife council meetings, but this is something, the country that we live in, right? We all know we have a democracy, we have a republic, we have all these things. And, and so the, the political systems that we have, it relies, should rely on the voters, on the people, on the people to participate um, in the activities. So, so this is one, it's really neat. I want you guys to pay attention to this. We've talked about it. The Ohio Wildlife Council received proposals um, for hunting season changes. So I'm going to read this. The Ohio Wildlife Council heard proposes on the 2023-2024 small game waterfowl and wild turkey hunting seasons at its regularly scheduled meeting on Wednesday, January 11th. So, so what this is, is this is a chance for, for hunters, anglers, hikers, outdoorsmen uh, to, to participate in the de- democratic process that we have here. So the, so the state of Ohio makes recommendations. The Wildlife Council hears public input forms their opinion based off of science and public input. And, and I'm sure a little, a little personal uh, feelings there. That's just human nature. Right. And then they approve or disapprove of those um, changes that were put forth or suggested by the uh, Ohio department of natural resources. And I'm sure I'm under, like I'm making it easier than what it actually is for those people, but that's just an idiot's perspective of that. But I go to those wildlife council meetings. You, if you just Google Ohio Wildlife Council, you can see when their meetings are on. Uh, you can see what's on the agenda. If there's something that you're passionate about, go and talk to about it. Go and talk to them. If you want me to talk to them about it, if it's something I agree and I miss it, hell, call me, text me, find me on Instagram, find me at Go Wild. I'm here. I'm here to 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 protect the wildlife in this in this state and protect the, you know, the hunting heritage uh, of the hunters in the state. So that's something that I'm very, very passionate about. You guys should, uh, should know that at this point, but yeah, keep an eye on that stuff. There's a lot of changes uh, that, that are always happening uh, within, within our state. So uh, pretty neat here. Discover the beauty of the Hocking Hills region at the 57th annual winter hike. Pretty neat down there. It's in Logan. Uh, let's see here. Saturday, January 21st, 57th annual winter hike. Um, just got to meet this 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 woman over the weekend. Uh, Ohio Department of Natural Resources Directing Director Mary Merce. Just a great uh, great asset to the state of Ohio. Winter is such a special time in Hocking Hills when the cold weather adds to the already stunning scenery, and she's absolutely right about that. So it's a six mile journey. Hikers can enjoy and appreciate breathtaking landscapes, gorgeous waterfalls, caves, and rugged cliffs. So you know, if you want to take your family out there. That's a great trip uh, to get in there. So you can visit the ODNR website, find out, find that. But the meeting place is the Hocking Hill State Park. Meet at the Visitor Center. Uh, the hike starts at 9 a.m. on Saturday, January 21st. So take a look at that. So this one here. Gosh, the single podcast. I'm dying, months. You better get back to, to Ohio. My voice has been wrecked the last couple of weeks. If you guys can't can't tell, I've had chest congestion and sinus stuff. <clears throat> Just having coughing all the time. Attempt to force my voice. So that sultry radio voice that I think I have, I don't I don't think it sounds uh sounds that good right now. So please, please forgive me. So let's see. Wait, wait, wait. ODNR awards three collegiate geologic. Research Grants, High Department of Natural Resources Division of Geological Survey has awarded research grants to three first science students at Ohio colleges and universities. So uh, that's something that's that's often overlooked. If you have a child or you are a student uh, that is it is trying to get into wildlife science, be a wildlife biologist, wildlife law enforcement. Almost every conservation organization in the state of Ohio has some sort of scholarship for those students. So the NWTF, I know we had last year, 
we we had we you know we award a scholarship every year. We didn't have a ton of kids apply for it. I know they're out there. It's uh you know get the word out if you've got a child that's in that. Uh, you know, s- just start digging. And and obviously the the state of Ohio has uh, has some stuff there uh, for for the kids as well. So yeah, check that out. So hunting season winding down. We just got man, just uh, just a couple of weeks left, and and, and deer archery a couple of weeks left in the small game. So. Uh, man, I hope you guys have had a good season. A lot of you have sent some pictures into the to the Instagram to the Go Wild. Send those in. I want to see deer, rabbit, waterfowl, pheasant, whatever it is, whatever your know, squirrels, whatever your success was in the woods in 2022. Send us some pictures on the Instagram. Send us some pictures on the Go Wild. Yeah, we're we're putting together something pretty neat. Uh, just kind of a highlight reel from 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 some of us have been working on that uh, a lot the last couple of days. So, send me what you got. I love to I love to check it out. Uh, so one thing that's kind of neat you you're getting into banquet season too. Du NWTF pheasants forever. You get a lot of banquets in January, February, March. Pretty neat. Go out support those conservation organizations. Drink a little beer, bid on some stuff you don't really need, but it's pretty cool to have uh, in your house, your office. So check all of those websites out. You can get a look at those. Um, so, la- yeah, like I said, last week, months and I went to ATA. Uh, had a freaking blast. Just an absolute ba- blast. Really enjoyed meeting a lot of the the personalities that we've gotten to know uh, on the Sports and Empire. Got to meet them, have dinner with them. In the video, you can see... <coughs> I talk a little bit about this with uh, one of our guests this week, but Munts did the greatest presentation that I think that you possibly can. So if you're a fan of The Office, you remember the Dundies. Uh, Andrew Munts put on the awards presentation for the Sportsman's Empire. Dan Johnson's the guy that owns, uh, kind of runs Sportsman's Empire. Dan, the Dandy Awards presented by Andrew Munts. So this this guy right here, this guy, this was awarded to me for the person most likely to kill four deer before breakfast. And I was, I was honored. I was shocked. Thank you, Andrew, for this prestigious award. You, my friend did a great job. Uh, Dan Matthews, the nomadic outdoors. When you find him on TikTok, find him on Instagram. Awesome award. He had the award uh, for most expensive social media account, which is pretty cool. Um, just a uh, man. What a, what a night, what a, what a moment. So, uh, yeah, thanks to thanks to everyone from Sportsman's Empire for coming out. Really had a good time. Got to, to catch up with the working class bow hunter crew, uh, Kurt and and Clint and One Slug Doug. Those guys are always a trip. And you know, for a guy that like you know, I mean, Munts and I are just like turds, right? For for the hunting industry, we're just we're just a couple of schmucks that talk into a microphone every once in a while. But so so no one knows who we are, which is kind of neat, right? But some of these guys that are you know, they're like, oh, you know, have, have you met Andrew Munts? And I'm like, I don't know how that guy is. Sorry, man. I, I, I like Bo Martonic is one that I was introduced to last year. Someone's like, hey, have you met Bo? Do you know Bo? And I'm like, uh, Bo, I do not. I did that again this year with some guy, uh, Aaron Blyce, I believe his name was from the Fall Podcast, which apparently this dude runs like this awesome content creation, awesome podcast, the Fall Podcast. And I was introduced to him, just like, hey, man, it's good. It's, it's great to meet you. Thanks for, thanks for the beer, whatever it was. So, uh, you know, I see, I saw, I, and I, I don't talk to these guys. Uh, you know, Michael Waddell was there. He's super cool, man. That guy's done a lot for, for hunters, uh, in, in, in this industry. He's been, he's been around. I mean, he's one of the, uh, gosh, man, like longest tenured guys at this point, 
in, in the content creation uh, in this space. But he was there, had a ton of people around him. Lee and Tiffany were walking around. Pretty pretty neat to see all those people. So um, a lot of cool products coming out that were released at this place. My favorite product uh, was, without a doubt, uh, the Nano by Timber Ninja. That saddle was just unbelievable really neat product two-way stretch super light durable that thing was pretty cool uh so yeah check check that out um a lot of cool bows came out uh and, and you guys you listen to the show you know that i'm just trying to get my feet wet uh in in the archery game I've, I've been out of it for a while but some really neat stuff cameron and i talk about it um so yeah, check out uh, the huntinggeardeals.com. We kind of I had a, I had another guest. I was talking with uh, just this afternoon, Eric Clark from the OKS Hunter, uh, and we were just texting back and forth. I'm like, yo, man, getting ready to record the intro. You want to hop in for you know ten minutes? Give me your your ATA recap. So we got like about ten minutes with with Eric Clark. Uh, just a just a really neat really neat guy, really neat uh, really neat story and process that that him and and Greg and Derek have gone through. So check them out, OKS Hunter on instagram okay it's hunter on tiktok the podcast is awesome months and i were just on it the other day uh so man check them out really appreciated their time but i want to just say thank you to all you guys listening to the show 2022 was just an unbelievable year for this podcast we you know andrew and i never saw never thought that this would grow to 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 what it's become and uh and it's really because of you guys it's because of the sponsors and the supporters of the show and without you guys listening to to it right now man like you know we are nothing you know and and man you guys make it you make it enjoyable love for reaching out and when you guys reach out and and talk and, and and message us so don't stop doing that um man any questions that you have or you just want to say hi really appreciate everything that you guys have done for us and, and all of the support so uh, give us a review if you would iTunes, Spotify, Android. Uh, check us out on Go Wild O2 Podcast. Check us out on Instagram the.o2.podcast. And I almost forgot we almost have we have a Twitch. We have a Twitch account now. We're going to start live streaming some podcasts uh, with some awesome guests. So check that out. It's the O2 Podcast on Twitch. Uh, you'll start to see us do some of that stuff. A lot happening in the world of the O2 Podcast, and it's just be- it's because of you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, hey. Enjoy hunting season while it lasts. Get ready for turkey season. We got the best freaking turkey content in the country coming your way uh, for 2023. So thanks for listening, guys. All right. So welcome back to another episode of the How. Wait, what am I doing? I've got two podcasts going on, Eric. The How to Hunt Turkeys podcast, which I, I I just recorded a bunch of stuff. Before this, so damn. This is the O2 podcast. This is the without you talking about turkeys, can I? No, you can't. We're gonna get into it at some point. Look at the look at the wall, man. You kidding me? You see that turkey vest back there? And so there's a turkey vest in my chair for people. You know, we'll play radio here, but uh, when I'm sad and lonely, I put that turkey vest on. I just sit here uh, and and pretend that it's spring. So, Eric Clark, okay, is Hunter on the show, man? He's uh, I'm gonna call you. The months fill in. Months is uh, I'm gonna call him Brother Months. Is in Salt Lake City uh, this week for work. Uh, I hope someone laughs at that joke, Brother Months. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. But Eric, man, thanks for your time, buddy. Yeah, yeah, of course, man. Anytime I get to chat with you guys or anybody about hunting and podcasting or whatever, I'm down. If I can fit the, if I can fit it in my schedule real quick, I'm all about it. Yeah, heck yeah, man. So, so we just got back from ATA. Uh, we met down there. Was that 
how many ATA shows have you been to? I, that was my third or fourth. I don't, I don't know. Something like that. It was my third. I had a lot of fun. I, I think for, for this year, it was kind of a different vibe. The first year I was there, I was working uh, Hawk and Turkey calls. The The second year, Andrew and I were there. It was like eyes wide, man. And we walked into that place. We're like, oh, my God, look at all this stuff. We got all these people everywhere. It was cool. This year was different. You know, we formed a lot of relationships over the over the last, you know, 12, 12 months. And uh, I don't know. It was cool. It was cool just catching up with people that we really, really wanted to see you being one of those. So so what was your ATA ex- experience like? Are, are, are people walking around like, oh, OK, it's on our Eric Clark. We love you. Um. I mean, I'll say that just for starters, like it, it's like, you know, you talk about building relationships for 12 months and then going to this thing. It's like, you know, if you go back in time before social media ever existed, you had pen pals as a kid. It's like meeting all your pen pals. I talk to you guys all the time. I talk to a bunch of people all the time. and then getting the opportunity to actually see them in person. It's just awesome. You know, I mean, Dan Matthews picked me up and walked me, walked away with me because he's going to put me in his truck because we were making some funny social videos like that stuff's just fun. You know, if we were on each other more often, that would be happening all of the time, all the time. Um, but it was, it was weird this year for sure. Like people definitely recognize me from like last year, we had 300 TikTok, TikTok followers, um, a year ago today we have 40,000. So it's amazing. uh, That definitely has an impact. I would say same thing with Instagram this time last year, I think we had just cracked 10 K and you could do LinkedIn bio, which they changed it anyways. Now anyone can do it, but now we have 25,000 just about, and it's like, clearly that makes an impact. Um, because I got stopped numerous times just trying to get some food. I couldn't get to a food because I was like, stop with people. Can you take a picture with me? Can you talk to you about OK Center? Hey, you're OK Center. Hey, you're OK Center. So, like, it was kind of cool, very different experience for me. I've never experienced that before. And I'm not even, I don't know how the hell Michael Waddell walks around there. I'm sure he can't get anywhere. If I were him, I'd probably wear a mask. So, like, not a face mask, but like a disguise. <laughs> so, like, go to the bathroom without getting stopped every four seconds. It's just like the six foot four George boy just walking around with like a something like weird. a Hillary Clinton mask or what, something. You know, just like, weird. It's my yeah, it's 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 cool seeing seeing some of those personalities, man. Like like Waddell and 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 Levi Morgan and Lee and Tiffany were there, and it's neat seeing those you know seeing those personalities. I think that like the craziest personality I've ever met within like the hunting space was Ted Nugent, and that was at the 2012 ATA show. And I left my booth to go to go see him. And he was like signing autographs and taking pictures. And I just wanted to like, I just wanted to meet him and say hi. And and, and he's like, uh, he's like, oh, do you, do you want this autograph? And I'm like, no, nah, man, that, that's cool. You know, it was just him with like a dead zebra or something. And he's like, no, you want this. And he like, just like forces know, I, it on I, me. I'm I like, okay. One year and I was like, he's a freaking solid human being. That guy's all muscle. Yeah. Dude, it's like, a, yeah, wow. it's a, it's, it's amazing, man. Yeah, it, it's, it's always fun being, being at those, at those shows. So, Great American Outdoor, that's another one. We'll be there in a few weeks, uh, hanging out with the, the folks from Go Wild. So, yeah, the shows, I, I, dude, I feed off the excitement. I feed off the people, the energy. And I think you're the, I think you're the same way, man. We're both like a ah, thousand miles an hour. Yeah. So, Dragon, Dragon Month. So, what, what do you got planned, man? So, season's wrapped up. You got, you got anything planned coming up for, uh, this spring season? probably try to kill a turkey or go once or twice i'm you know i'm probably like the opposite of you as far as like your disposition towards deer hunting as a turkey hunter i'm more deer and i'm like yeah turkeys i don't know sure i'll try to kill one like whatever i don't really get it um but i also haven't had like that super great experience yet either i know greg tried to take he did take me out um we went on a piece we saw one bird there's no calling uh back no like 
excitement. Nothing came in close. So, you know, I didn't get to really fully experience probably what it has to offer, but it's something. Um, and it's a nice time. I think that you can find ways to get outdoors in the spring in addition to morel mushroom hunting or whatever you're doing that can kind of, uh, stave off the deer, the deer season, you know, um, withdrawals. So Bobby, Bobby Herta and Glenn Reich and I, mutual friends of ours, we're, we're going to do a turkey hunt in Wisconsin. So you got to go, man. You got to get in on that. I want you to have a good, a good experience. Just tell me when you're here because, you know, we we're doubling down on our videography for our YouTube show. So uh, we could even have some fun moments behind camera, too, I, I would assume. I would tell you off season, like uh, not specifically hunting related. That's what I'm most, most excited for is the release of our hunting show to go out on YouTube and Carbon TV. So, like, yeah, to go talk out. about that, man. That's that. Yeah, that sounds great. Talk about that for a little bit. Well, I haven't seen it yet, so I have no idea what to expect, but it's supposed to be like not an actual mockumentary, but a mockumentary style. And what I mean by that, it's like the office really just thinking, I told him like, dude, I want this to be the office, but for hunting. And he got it right away. He's like, yep, I love the office. I'm down with that. Let's make it happen. So there's like some weird scenes. Me running around with my kids in my arm, looking for socks. My wife's glaring at me. We're doing interviews. We interviewed our wives. They're talking shit about us. Oh, what they said. I won't know until we get that episode. Um, (laughs) so I'm just excited for to see it. I'm curious to see how it turned out. Um, and I'm really curious to see the the feedback we get from it. Like, I, I'm assuming people can relate, um, but maybe not because we're so far down the, the OKS path that people are like, oh, yeah, these guys really do live up to the title. And it was not scripted. It was like some real shit. <laughs> <laughs> what is the OKS path? Uh, just give people kind of like a, like a quick, Dude, give, give us the elevator pitch about OKS Hunter. I mean, just like a, one example that stands out that'll probably be the exemplar of all of it. There's others, but. I slice my finger, drawing back my bow on my broadhead. As I'm at full draw, my, my rubber tubing on my peep sight breaks, which, yeah, my, bold, my bow is that old that I have that. So that flings me in the eyeball. And then I'm like, oh, I think I'm on the deer because I just was the second ago. Let it rip. Nailed a branch. Lost the arrow. Deer runs off. I'm bleeding down my arm. You know, go to get the first aid kit. By the way, I'm walking my truck. Someone goes, hey, you're that guy on TikTok. Hey, yeah, I just got to get a first aid kit real quick. Pal. Hold on one second. Then Bleeding. we get it. I shittily bandage up my finger. Like it's, I'm probably going to get, you know, tetanus. Um, and uh, as we're walking back, that same damn deer crosses back in front of us to mock us. Almost like when the fish jumps after it breaks a line, like that's what happened. So oh my God. Hilarious. I mean, it sucks for you, but that's a funny story to hear. So, so that was talking, like not planned. Of course, you know, yeah. that's the kind of- so talking about talking about the office, I don't know if you saw this, we, we put a video out on, on, on Instagram but months did the dandies. So we, they were like the Dundee awards, but he called them the dandies because of Dan Johnson, the emperor. Mm-hmm. And my, mine was most likely to kill four deer before breakfast. So this is my, this is my dandy. They were fantastic. And months had like the dead on Steve Carell, just like didn't smile, didn't show any emotions during this presentation and just would get like, you know, a little worked up during the, you know, talking about, you know, Dan Matthews with the most, uh, the most expensive social media account. Like it was awesome, man. It was just such a, it's one of those moments that'll, that'll stick out in my memory uh, for, for a long time. So, but well, Eric, man, I appreciate your time. I, it's just, just a, a quick hello, something to fill the intro uh, to this show. I'm, I, what's that? If I was there in person, I'd give you a little tap on the on the man boob. But oh man, that was that was another moment. We'll save that for another a full conversation. But that that was I told my wife about that. I'm like, 
it was Name. hilarious. It was just like the funniest moment we've ever. <laughs> it was awesome. I'll never forget it. So, well, I do have a pretty good friend named Paul. We're pretty much on the same level. I touched his boot, <laughs> balls at the same exact moment in time. That's so, it. Yeah. Oh God, what a day, man! What a day! What a what a trip! So, what? Just real quick, what was like your favorite product that you saw at ATA? Uh, See anything yeah. blew your mind? It really was probably the Latitude uh, Speed Series uh, climbing stick that the Carbon. Uh, you know, it did, it did win best new product, but like holding it, seeing it, touching it, climbing on it. Um, I didn't comprehend what I was looking at until I touched it. And then it like started to sink in, like this thing doesn't weigh anything. Not that that even matters that much, but it's also not metal. So like, I'm like, Oh God, I'm, you're, you're probably going to see me do a video with those things rattling, uh, as rattling antlers because they double as rattling antlers. So like, are they noisy? Yeah. Maybe, but it's a natural sound. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you have to be nearly as concerned and you could still silence them. So like, yeah, super cool product. I've not seen anything like it before. So I thought it was, yeah, they were, they were pretty, they were pretty neat. They, they, a lot of accolades, a lot of people really interested in that, uh, in those products, those sticks. So good deal. Eric, where can people find you on social media? Oh gosh, that's nice of you to to ask. Just okayasthonic.com and just uh, go from there, wherever your heart pleases. Good deal, man. We're gonna get you and, and Greg and Derek on on a full a full episode. You were gracious enough to have Andrew and I on there and uh, and wreck your show for an evening. So, man, I can't wait to get you three uh, uh, in in the O two O two family. So it'll be fun. We'll, we'll just let me know when, man. We'll we'll make it happen. You got it, Eric. Thanks, man. Welcome back to the O2 Podcast. So we've got uh, our guest tonight is Cameron Stover of HuntingGearDeals.com and FishingGearDeals.com. Cameron, second time on the show, man. Appreciate you coming on, my friend. Hey, man. Always glad to be here and support a fellow Ohio and Buckeye, yeah. I should say. Yeah, making making the move, man. Appreciate your time. So, so Cameron, for the for the people that didn't listen to you on, on last year's ATA recap, go ahead and, and tell everyone what uh, HuntingGearDeals.com is. So Hunting Gear Deals is designed to be the hunter's number one resource for finding the best deals on hunting gear from across the web. So basically what I do is the legwork to help you find products that are on sale, discount codes, and let you know ahead of time when these sales occur. Uh, There's a lot of discounted products out there where hunters can save money by taking the opportunity to jump on those sales. The problem is there's so many options for for the consumer. It's hard to pick and choose and find where to spend your money. Like one of the best resources is going to be the daily deal email. Uh, Those get delivered each and every day. And there's going to be a laundry list of no more than usually 10 products that may be on sale throughout the industry. And the major uh, benefit is going to be these big holiday sales. When I do these compilation blog posts like Black Friday and Labor, Labor Day and Memorial Day, when everybody has a sale, but trying to whittle down on who has the best prices on particular products. That's my job, and that's that's what I'm here for to provide that service to the hunting community. Yeah, you make it you make it pretty easy, man. It's nice and nice and packaged up. So, uh, so before we get into the to the ATA recap, man, how's your hunting season been? Hunting season was pretty fun this year. Not going to lie, it's I took a new different approach, and the reason being is I now have a bonus son. So he's ten years old. His first chance really getting a deer hunt and tag along in the woods with me. We got a chance to hunt uh, last year, but this was our year. 
So we started out hunting together. He got to be with me when I shot my only buck of the season, which was on the opening day of West Virginia's archery season. Killed a nice mid-130s 10-point. Um, and then he got to make fun of me because we didn't find it that evening. And uh, he's like, I made a better shot than you on my bucks. But yeah. So we found my buck. And then uh, a couple weeks later, he got a chance to pull the trigger on a crossbow. And he put one down. He got to watch it drop. Uh, beautiful, really unique rack, four-and-a-half-year-old, maybe five-and-a-half-year-old buck. Had a, almost like a little miniature elk antler on its right side. And then the big three on his left. Just a more dominant deer when he walked in the field, like every deer noticed. Uh, so that was his first time, first buck, first time getting a chance to really do anything like that. Uh, hunted throughout the season, killed a wild boar in southern West Virginia, which might be my last since I've moved over into Ohio because it's a resident-only tag. So that was a big focus for my season. And then we ended the season with uh, an Ohio buck for my bonus son as well. So he killed a uh, low 120s mainframe uh, nine-point, had a couple, couple kickers off his bases, beautiful deer. Uh, had a great season. Can't ask for anything better than that. There's been seasons where I've traveled the country and killed multiple bucks and stuff like that, but this was uh, this one's special. One of them you don't forget. No, that's that's absolutely right, man. Those first couple of years you get, you know, with with a, with a kid in the woods, man, it's just special, you know. And it's it's cool that you got to to be a part of some of the uh, some of his first first uh, first kills, man. That's pretty neat. You'll remember him forever for sure. So, absolutely. Um, well, good deal, man. So let's so let's dive in. So we are we are both recovering uh, from ATA uh, in Indianapolis uh, over the week. I thought it was a great show. It was my third ATA. Uh, Andrew and I went last year, so his second. For for us, just kind of you know with the podcast and everything, it was very it was very different vibe for us this year because we've we've met so many people, we've made you know connections and fostered relationships over the year. So it was, it was a little different than last year. We get to really kind of walk around and and just see the people we know and look at some of the really cool stuff. So you spend I feel like most of your time there just absorbing all of the new gear uh, and, and and stuff that's coming in. So so tell the listeners uh, what, what are some of the best products you've seen. Man, I, this ATA was fun for me. I really enjoyed this year. There's been years past where it, the excitement was lost. I think last year, kind of everybody was kind of down when we knew big manufacturers weren't coming, so we didn't know what to expect. This year, a lot of manufacturers kind of stepped up. You've seen a lot of products <clears throat> that the playing field kind of leveled out. Uh, a lot of incorporation with the same technology and multiple products across lines of different brands and that's good for the consumer you end up finding uh, a little bit of mixture of everybody's world so that's fun and trying to find the right product for you but there's some of the products that stood out to me are definitely going to be those latitude outdoors uh, carbon ss climbing sticks everybody that's in that mobile lightweight hunting category has been looking at the carbon sticks from other brands like tethered and they're really expensive i got a couple sets myself love them but those latitude sticks are really getting a lot of attention. They seem like they're really strong and durable. Looks like something you would bring that would come off of a at-home printer, one of those uh, 3D printers. But they're actually carbon fiber, supposed to be really strong. Great price point too, especially in this lot mobile hunting lineup. So those expect to be pretty popular. Um, one product that in mind that from Timber Ninja that a lot of people I think are overlooking and didn't pay attention to is their their new saddle and I, I can't remember what it's called i think they called that nano. Timber Ninja. was it the nano nano beautiful yep. beautifully built like the most beautiful saddle on the market 
the the product the uh, material that you're they're utilizing on it is extremely lightweight that thing's coming in at like a pound um little it's Just, a non-slip Go ahead. yeah I, th- I think you said it was a shade over a pound with yep. one stick on it i mean it was ama- it was amazing yeah i and i you didn't see anybody talking about it at the show and that's what really surprised me but if I didn't already have money invested in a saddle kit, that's probably where I would be looking at right now. Those guys are really cool. They're doing that as like a part-time job, and they could really turn that company into something special. They're just they just need that one that little bit of push, and I get that. But they've got a product line that is very niche, but high quality and at a great price. Uh, those guys are knocking it out of the park each and every year. Uh, they come out with that the timber, that one of the carbon fiber tree stands and stuff like that last year. So pretty neat. Um, definitely, if I'm in the saddle market, those t- that timber ninja saddle is high on my list right now. Now, what we'll just stay kind of in the innovation zone where where timber ninja was. When you walk around those innovation zones and you look at some of these smaller unknown manufacturers. Is there anyone else other than like Timber Ninja that kind of sticks out in your mind as someone like a really up and coming company that not a lot of people know about, but they've got some really neat, innovative products coming out? Oh, one of the things, I mean, nothing really high tech and special, but I noticed that Wicked North purchased Big 8 products. Originally, Big 8 products came out and they were in the innovation zone. Now Wicked North's there and they brought in their product line and it's like, They've got something that we all need, but it's something nobody really thinks about. And for me, it was that uh, turkey kill kit. And if you've ever threw a turkey over your shoulder and walked out of the woods and then get back to the truck without paying attention and jumped in the seat, and you know what happens when you shoot a turkey in the head with a shotgun, it makes a lot of blood. So just little things like that. That kill kit has everything you need in there to keep that uh, carcass from contaminating your hunting clothing and everything that you need to field dress. And go from that and that was pretty neat for me there were some other products in there that i'd already seen like uh, another guy from bowhitch he, he kind of brought out a new product line and they uh a sling system he got a little an award for that um not something i usually carry i'm not a, a sling person i usually like to attach my bow to my backpack and we'll go um a couple other companies out there uh i really liked i got the stop, chance to stop and talk to alex rutledge so Alex Rutledge is somebody that I grew up watching on TV, primetime bucks back in the day. I mean, he's killing deer over um, over decoys and stuff like that, put, laying down some great footage. But he's got a feed. And you think, what's well, the big deal about the feed? But when I actually got to listen to that, and I won't, I won't go into the details, those may not be like for everybody's <laughs> everybody's knowledge of what goes into that, but hearing the backstory with that and how they, that product came to be the protein content, solid price point um, for what you're getting. I really like that. Um, and that was kind of something that surprised me to see him sitting back and got this. I mean, I talked to Alex for like two hours. I mean, he's a hard guy to get away from, but man, he's got a lot of stories. He does. Um, and so that product is called buck grits. I, I, I got to see grits. him. Yeah, and yeah. I wanted I wanted to talk to Alex Rutledge and and man and, and just in the turkey hunting world. And sorry, Andrew, when you're listening to this, 
Cameron, I bring up turkey hunting on literally every episode. It doesn't matter what we're talking <laughs> about, but there's there was a video of Alex Rutledge from uh, like 15 years ago where he's hunting he's hunting turkeys, not even hunting turkeys. He's got a turkey, a hen turkey decoy in between his legs, and he's using a mouth call. And this tom comes up and he freaking grabs that tom yep. and just holds him and then just lets him go and he runs off. And I'm just like, my head exploded just watching that. So I wanted to talk to him, man. He's he's pretty cool, but he had, he had a he had a lineup of people for sure. People were excited to see him. So, yeah, that, so that was fun. Yeah. So let's talk about Archery Trade Association show. Archery, man. What what were some of the really neat bows that you saw uh, coming out? Flagship models or, or or like a good price point uh, that, you know, maybe you don't want to spend you know, 12, 1500 bucks on a, on a bow. Uh, this is where I'm going to kind of maybe rely on your your expertise on this one because I didn't go out and shoot every bow. Uh, and the reason why I don't do that is simply because I don't have the time and I don't I don't want to wait in the line. So I shot a bow. The only bow that I shot was the Athens um, Elevate and was blown away. The, uh, what they've done with that company since the purchase has really surprised me. So I got a chance to sit down and talk to the designer, the engineer behind that bow and everything that he had changed. And that's the fun part about ATA is you walk up to a booth, not know anybody, you start talking about this product and then they slip in. It's like, yeah, I'm the, I'm the one that designed that. And you hear that pride come out throughout that conversation of every little intricacy of what they've done. Uh, the string angle for me was perfect for my draw length. And of course that changes for everybody. Um, but it just solid held great. Uh, heard great reviews for the new Martin. Um, not a bow that I would have even considered picking up prior to. Um, the new Bowtech's getting a lot of rate, a lot of good uh, features with it, but it's a high-end price point. And I think the Prime series is probably the best series they've came out with now. Um, the only negatives I heard about the show with people that were shooting bows came from the Obsession lineup. And then you got to know what you're getting when you buy an obsession. It's not that they're bad bows. They're speed bows, and they get some hand shock with them, a little bit of harsher draw cycle. The guys that love them, they've got a good cult following. Um, they produce a lot of dead animals, and they produce a good bow. It's just you're going to get a little bit of different feel than you're going to get with a smoother drawing bow. And some of the higher-end bows out there um, that weren't there today um, – there's a lot of great stuff out there, but it's just not fair to really pick out your favorite bow when no one, not everybody's there. So I've kind of distanced myself from shooting bows at the show in recent years, because if it's not a level playing field and everybody in the game is not there, I'm not going to give too much attention to it until I can go to my local pro shop, start working on those bows, get them down to my draw length, proper draw weight and get a good feel for it. I think a lot of times people get in those situations and they're shooting the draw lengths that are, half inch to an inch too long just because it's easy to set up and manufacturers have gotten better with that um as far as adjusting the draw lengths and stuff right there on the fly but shooting bare bows it's great and all but until you start putting accessories on it those bows feel completely different from bare yeah. bow versus fully loaded so i don't get over hyped at the ata show shooting bows but i was really impressed with the improvements that athens has made Tracy's one of my favorite people to see at the show each and every year. Um, and she's one of the owners and uh, her gym. So I always like to go up. And in recent years, some of the bows they've had when they first started, I wasn't too crazy about. But, man, that new one, I, I, I wouldn't greatly suggest everybody picking one up and shooting one just to, just to check it out. 
Yeah, I didn't I didn't get to shoot any bows while we were there. We just kind of ran out of time. But that that Athens bow that you talked about, that their flagship model, and I can't remember what the name of it was, that really looked like a nice, like a nice setup. Uh I, I think, you know, from from what I've seen and what I've shot, uh not necessarily at the show, but shot before, those new hunting public bows that the bear came out. I mean, you really get a lot and it's a single cam model excuse me with those bows but it's a it's a really it's a fair price point i think for people so if you're if you're looking to to upgrade from an older bow uh and not you know bust the bank up that's that's definitely i think my opinion would be the way to go there and those athens archery bows martin bows dart and archery they make good products and 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 i think it's just it's get out there shoot it ask to shoot those find those dealers you know not everything needs to be matthews or hoyt or something that's you know 12 1500 bucks so uh, yeah like you said get out there try them, set them up for yourself and uh and and, and get after it so now what what uh did you get a, get a chance to look at any any clothing or or uh any any gear boots anything like that there's quite a bit of that yeah for the clothing side of things there's a lot of great brands right now on the market hitting the market i should say uh, from brands that you might not recognize or may not expect high quality hunting gear from. One of those that come to mind is Arctic Shield. I use their boot covers. I use some of their accessories, but I never wore their clothes because they're kind of bulkier and it's more of a, uh, not necessarily a layering system, but a bulky system. Uh, they keep you warm, but it's not necessarily what I'm looking for when I'm looking for a good layering system to fit my style of hunting. Well, they brought the Prodigy series this year. That was the first product that I put my hands on, and I thought, that's a hit. You guys did a great job with that lineup. The real tree pattern that they're utilizing, um, you're going to see that on TV a little bit. There's a lot of people that's going to be using those Arctic Shield uh, Prodigy series. That's one place that I would consider spending my money if I'm looking for an alternative to higher price brands right now, like a like a Kuyu or Sika. Uh, they've got a full full setup right now that would be ideal for the consumer looking for quality or a good value for their dollar. I don't know the price points yet, uh, but that's definitely something to consider. Another was Habit Outdoors and Habit Outdoors is a brand that, I mean, for me, it's, it's not the most expensive camo, not the highest quality. I, I bought a lot of it for gifts, like for outfitting kids, like my bonus son. It's where he started at with, with that Habit Outdoors lineup. Big fan of the brand. Uh, they don't spend a lot of money on marketing. They make a lot of products that you'll see on Walmart shelves and Sam's Club that they don't brand, but they've never had a layering system. It's been more of the like a cheaper product, uh, but they now have a layering system, and it wasn't bad um, for you to get all those features that you're kind of looking for without spending thousands of dollars. The Habit Outdoors did a great job this year. Uh, another brand that I haven't really had a chance to try on because nobody's ever had it because they don't have retail stores is scree s-k-r-e their product line looks very similar than uh, to like a sick or something like that it's very ma it's made for the active hunter um like their products but I, I know that i've gained a little bit of weight but i don't have a size xl belly yet i do have a size large belly so when i put on one of their products i knew right away that the sizing is very, very different. Um, so I wasn't impressed with the sizing of the products that I tried on. Uh, the pants seemed like they were kind of true to fit, but the jacket was a little tighter on my belly, and I didn't, I didn't like that in a size 
extra large is what it what it took to fit. So I was pretty disappointed in that. Um, another lineup from uh, Numa. Numa has a base layer, a heated base layer. There's a lot of people that are having heated vests and heated outerwear, but not too many people besides Field Shear and a couple brands that we necessarily wouldn't think of. They have that heated uh, lineup. So that was pretty nice. They've got a full layering system going as well. Uh, Nomad didn't seem like they had a whole lot. The Blocker Outdoors and Scentlock brand under Nexus Outdoors. So Blocker seems like they're going turkey, and Scentlock will be more whitetail specific. And you're seeing a lot of changes within those two brands, their new turkey lineup. Oh, shoot. Can't, don't remember the name of it right off. It looks great in that Mossy Oak Bottomland setup. That's really going to be a lot of favorites. Uh, a lot of people are going to be hunting in that outfit this year uh, from Blocker, Blocker Outdoors. They even did a logo design change, which looks great. They got rid of that little bit of yellow shield and stuff like that on that new product line, turkey foot on it. So that was impressive as well. Uh, field Shear heated clothing. So Field Shear got into the – started paying more attention to the hunting industry in the last couple of years. I met with them last year and said – one of the things that I said when we were sitting there talking is like, if you don't have a camouflage lineup, you're not going to excel. And they're like, we're working on it. They came out with a camouflage lineup this year with their heated clothing line. I know a lot of people that's running their products, so it's nice to see them start showing more attention and stuff like that. They're, they're a big player in the heated clothing brand. We've seen everybody seems like they're dabbling in the heated clothing field. Cheers, just a little bit ahead of the game when that comes to play. Um, as far as like boots and stuff like, oh, the I was looking for one particular product for the upcoming shed season, and that was a good pair of pants for shed hunting. So I've got a bunch of comfortable pants to wear, but when I get home, I'm cut up, bleeding, poked, briars, all this stuff. So I was looking for one pant at the show to say that's going to withstand some briars, and the Nomad KRP pants look like the perfect fit for me um they've got a it's not necessarily a ripstop material but it's coarse almost like a kevlar uh, yet comfortable i was really impressed with those pants nothing special they're loud noisy not something you're probably going to want to wear hunting like for whitetails and stuff like that beating brush chasing rabbits or something like that ideal uh, but for me that was a product that i went into the show looking for uh, to improve my personal lineup so those those nomad pants really stood out yeah, they Nomad they they had they had a, a pretty big booth, but I will say that Blocker Outdoors, I was I was really surprised to see uh the kind of the transition to Turkey, the vest that they have that they just came out with. I will say that's pretty that's pretty nice. I think it was super light, which if you're a mobile turkey hunter, that's uh that's something that you're you're definitely looking for. So so give me uh give give the listeners uh kind of your top five products to be on the lookout to to pick up for turkey season let's start with that you got anything oh third okay i'm first thing first you are you already touched on it that blocker outdoors best and new new setup they've got's really even the cuffs so one of the things that they were the one of the selling points for that new product line is the fact that it's got an internal cuff system for the ankles and the hands to prevent ticks from getting onto the skin as easily. So that's something to 
uh, it's something I deal with personally on a lot of, there's even properties that I just quit hunting because that's just wrong time of year. You just can't get in there. So that's nice. It doesn't have a treated treatment like Sawyer's permethrin. If you're not already using Sawyer's permethrin guys on clothing for any kind of ticks and stuff like that, you need to be, you're silly for not even on your FR it's, clothing. If you guys work in eight dollars a can, should be. Yeah, yeah. And it is a lifesaver. Yeah. Life, it's literally a life-saving product that lasts. So invest in Sawyer's permethrin. Uh, but that was pretty neat. Their best. Uh, that turkey kill kit from Wicked North, everybody should have a couple of those, uh, whether you throw it in your vest or the truck, ATV, whatever. Just having that in-the-field kill kit uh, was really nice to have. I think I'm going to have to pick up a few for myself, and those can be purchased on Amazon as well as direct, I think, after <laughs> talking to them. Uh, my favorite product, the one product, if I had to pick of everything at the ATA show this year, and it's not an archery product, unfortunately, but you don't see a lot of archery products in the turkey industry, turkey side of hunting, is from Hawk Optics. So Hawk Optics brought a new uh, turkey shotgun scope. And in that scope, it has the longest eye relief that I think I've ever seen on a scope. You could almost take the, the shot. They had like a, a shotgun stock. You could nearly stretch your arm completely out and still see through it. Holding that, holding that thing as far away from you as you get once it was properly adjusted. Super impressive. Um, there may be other optics out there that are similar to that that I personally haven't tested or got my eyes on. Uh, but I was super impressed with the reticle system on it. That reticle is designed to kind of take a half circle around the head of a turkey. It's got different color light-ups for the reticle. Um, really nice. Um, definitely one of the products that I will be purchasing. There's a lot of great stuff out there that I want. There's a very few products that I'm willing to spend my money on. And that scope is one of them. So we'll call that, uh, the top product from AT or, uh, yeah, ATA. And it's a Turkey product. Good for you, man. Good for you. So let's talk about whitetail woods, man. People, people never stop talking about that. So what's, what's a product that, uh, the people can look for, you know, maybe midsummer, just really getting geared up for uh, for for whitetail season. And a lot of these new products, I found out, don't really release until June or July. So I guess there's 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 that. So yeah, let's talk about that. So last year we saw a lot of products discussed and brought to the show that never hit the market. We know after COVID that the supply chain's been messed up. But truth of the matter is, sometimes they're trying. These companies are trying to get ahead of the game be their competitor because they know everybody else is working towards this one goal. They get all the hype behind it and it takes them another year or two to get that product out. Uh, this happened to multiple products that was from last year and not to knock anybody. I mean, sometimes you got to work the bugs out and some of those top products that I looked at last year and said, those are great. The carbon fiber uh, platform from tethered, for instance, the bog backpacks last year, those are two of them that never, that never hit the market uh bought they're ready to go here i think tethered will be ready to go by hunting season with that carbon fiber uh, platform and the bog uh, backpacks will be ready to go but those are already been released as far as new stuff redline bow hunting came on strong with that rl torch dovetail two pin site uh, great price point um little hidden information there if you're a dealer and you're looking to add a product line to 
your store, look at those Redline products. There's a great markup on those. And uh, you don't really see that all the, so there's a, there's profitability there. They're going to be real strict on map pricing. So you won't see too many discounted um, Redline bow hunting products on hunting gear deals. Unfortunately, sometimes when you're dealing with map pricing, that gets tricky. So expect those prices to be kind of the same, but if I can find a good deal on one, you'll be know I'll post it up. Mystery Ranch brought that Treehouse backpack out. It's nice to see a major Western brand starting to pay attention to the whitetail industry and provide a whitetail specific product. We've seen brands like To You in the past that said, we're never going to have a whitetail product lineup. Two years later, they got a whitetail product lineup because as much education as the whitetail hunting community can receive over high quality products, at the end of the day, we like products that are marketed to whitetail hunters. Simple as that. A lot of these products that we can buy have a dual purpose, but we always get caught up in the marketing hype. Uh, that uh, Mystery Ranch pack is quite kind of reminds you of what Sitka did with that Fanatic um, backpack, but it is that softer microfiber, has a better stability to it. It doesn't look good in camouflage, just to be honest with you. The brown looks way better than the camouflage. The camouflage is kind of ugly. Um, other archery accessories that kind of stuck out to me. So Matthews brought out the the new bow this year, and they've got the bridge lock system on their stabilizers. But I don't know if you've priced those stabilizers, if you're a Matthews guy or not. They're expensive. Well, Viper Archery actually brought one out that is like a third of the price, does the exact same job. Stabilizers do two things, balance a bow and take a little bit of shock out. If you can find a stabilizer that checks those boxes for a third of the price, why not? Um, if That's a great way, great, great way to improve your hunting, but not break the budget. Um, I've got a phase four on the way, so that Viper... Um, uh, that Viper bridge lock system stabilizer might find its way on my phase four. And got to touch base on the saddle hunting side. Most saddle hunters are whitetail hunters. So the trophy line on X saddle platform is the saddle platform on the market right now built for comfort. I wasn't a saddle hunter guy for the longest time. And I wouldn't still consider myself a saddle hunter guy, even though that I've got one, I've used one in the most recent season, but I will say, from the outside looking in, I don't know why everyone doesn't have a rolled or curved edge for to reduce foot fatigue while you're in a platform. That Onyx is the first platform that has a rolled edge um, for all three sides that you're going to be utilizing for all day comfort. Um, I'm the safety guy. I've got a little bit of background like ergonomics and stuff like that. So when I see products like that that are fit for improving the comfort and stability of the hunter i know that it you will be more successful if you're in the woods longer that product is one of the few products that are keep going to keep a saddle hunter in a tree longer um, some of the other things uh, glendale finally updated their full rut bucks uh, they got elk so that's that's going to see a, be in a lot of people's backyards this season it's not oversized i would say the price point's going to be similar and I, they told me they weren't positive, but they think the <clears throat> insert is going to be the same insert for the full rut buck as the full rut elk. So that's a plus. Um, 
And it looks great. I mean, we've seen some of these miniature elk targets from Reinhardt and stuff like that be popular. And to see Glendale do that, we get all get infatuated with antlers and see those foam antlers in the backyard. Maybe it, it'll help everybody get over that buck fever. Uh, some other things specifically to the archery side of it, some tree stands and stuff like that. Uh, one thing that I really wasn't interested in was ladder stands, but two ladder stands stuck out to me. One, a 24-footer from uh, Trophy Tree Stands. It's huge. Um, if you're in a situation where you don't feel comfortable hanging out of lock-ons, but you still need that extra height, that Trophy Tree Stands is probably the biggest ladder stand on the market. It was and impressive River, walking by it. I mean, I, I walked by, I'm like, oh my God, how, how high is that? It's, it's, it's up there. And, and getting at, I'm just sitting here thinking, how do you get that up the tree? Because you know, you got to either A, lift it, or B, you're going to have to figure out a way to lean that up. And that's a lot of counterweight to have to deal with behind you. So they managed to get it up to the show with that issue and take it back down. So I'm certain that I could figure out how to do it too with a, with a pulley system. Uh, but if you want that extra height and only want to hang out of ladder stands, that's probably the best option that you've got. They look strong and sturdy as well. The other ladder stand that stuck out to me was from River's Edge. And we've seen two-man ladder stands in the past that just had a, a wider kind of bench seat. And you're sitting there with your hunting partner or your kid and you're shoulder to shoulder and nobody's comfortable. Well, that River's Edge is kind of offset. And they're basically two ladder stands on the same platform. So you have one uh, ladder that you're walking up. It's going to be real top heavy, real heavy to put up, I'm sure. Uh, but that is one way, one thing, one product that I'm looking at that's thinking I've got to transition over into tree stand hunting in the near future with my bonus son. So I've never been a fan of two man ladder stands, but that might be a product that I invest money in because I know how that's going to help us in the future. Uh, so that stuck out to me that, and that was the primal, that was a primal tree stands, two man ladder, two man angle tree stand, not from river's edge. River's edge had a, a tree stand and canopy set up kind of like a elevated ground blind. That was pretty nice. I'm sure other companies have that, but it had a full size frame, really nice setup uh, material that was kind of UV resistant. That isn't going to break down over time. And they call that like a, that material is like a fully saturated or fully soaked in color and it's not going to fade so that that's a plus if you're looking at some of that but that one's not going to be cheap yeah they had some they had some really neat stuff so what's uh what do you got on on huntinggeardeals.com right now what's uh what's up on the website man there's a lot of great deals this time of year uh, i've really been hitting and unfortunately for your listeners tonight there's a 20 percent off coupon code on ebay that I've been pushing hard, and you can save 20% off ATN, Vortex, Swarovskis. And I know there's going to be people here, and their eyebrows are going to start raising, but sorry for you. You weren't paying attention to any of your deals. You're going to miss out on this coupon code, so shame on you. If not, sign up for the daily deal email. You won't miss any more. Uh, but I've really been looking into tra uh, uh, trail cameras real heavy. There seems to be like a industry or industry-wide discount on – uh, products when we have the new releases and electronics is one of the first things to get discounted so i definitely start looking into upgrading my trail camera system i'm not i don't get bought up into the hype of having to have the latest and greatest uh, we've seen products like you got spartan go live you got a bushnell cellucor go live or live version now too those are great 
Spark makes a great camera. I've got one. Uh, but the truth of the matter is I need burner cameras. I need cheap cameras just as much as I do those fancy cellular cameras as well. Uh, Bass Brace had a pretty decent clearance sale. Academy Sports, that's they've got, man, if they've still got them in stock, but they've got a fixed ladder stand or no, a hang-on tree stand that is really great. Got a high mesh back seat. We're trying to look at what it's called. It's the game winner, easy set, oversized XLL, XL hang-on. It was 100 bucks, and the easy set, oversized hang-on, not the XL, was $69.99. If you're looking to upgrade your, your tree stands for cheap, you cannot beat that tree stand for the money. That was the best price in the last three years for that, that uh, tree stand, one that I would personally spend my money on at that price especially. You can buy mesh back seats and spend three, four times as much, and they may not be as comfortable. I know some guys that have that tree stand. That's a smoking deal and a product that will get you'll get your money's worth. Nomad, 40% off of Realtree. Guys, there's a lot of good deals going on right now, and it's only going to get better uh, as more products go on sale. What I would suggest also, not hunting your deals related, check your local box stores. Like, um, like a Walmart and stuff like that. These postseason clearance sales, when they're just getting rid of a product line, like the hunting and archery side of it, you can go in and stock up really cheap. So this is one of the times of the year when I start kind of bouncing around at local Walmarts on my way to and from work. I'll swing by, check prices because the price in one store isn't going to match the online price or the next store on down the road. So if you're looking for broadheads, not a lot of game-changing broadheads. All the stuff that's on the shelf this year is the same products that are going to be on the shelf next year. Ground blinds, I picked up, I actually bought one on the way to the show, $69 for a uh, Ameristep silent, um, silent, one of the silent $150 ground blinds. I picked it up for $69 on the way to the show. So I felt like I got a good value out of that. and uh, That's kind of where I would go. If it's me, keep an eye on those things. I'll keep I'll keep posting deals. I am getting ready to go to SHOT Show. I didn't get ahead of the game like I did ATA. I had deals preloaded for the whole week. Nobody missed anything, but I'm behind the eight ball right now, so things might slow down for a little bit while I'm at SHOT Show. So I'm getting ready to fly to Vegas in the morning. Oh, good deal, man. That's going to be a lot of fun. So, Cameron, I appreciate your time, man, uh, and appreciate you just – surfing the internet every day saving saving people money so check it out huntinggeardeals.com fishinggeardeals.com camera where can people find you on social media at, at huntinggeardeals.com you'll find it on instagram uh heck i've even got one of them silly tiktoks too but um instagram facebook really trying to grow those platforms because i know the more attention i get there the more i can help people at the end of the day hunting gear deals is designed to be a resource for the hunting community yeah, I make a couple bucks when people use those links, so I do appreciate it. Sign up for that email list. And I also bought another company here in the last three or four months. I bought Bucks, Bulls, and Bears, which was previously owned by Bernie Berenger, which was a renowned outdoor writer in the hunting industry. So if you guys like kind of entertainment-based emails, um, sign up for that newsletter. That would help me out a lot. And you'll get to see some trophy room, some occasional discounted products as well. Uh, that email newsletter only comes out once a month or once a week. It's not going to aggravate you, uh, but it, it is kind of built for entertainment. So keep that in mind as well. Good deal. Cameron, thanks so much, man. Thanks, Paul. Always appreciate it.